Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, the coach, Gordy Chiesa, Jazz winners tonight over the Bucks, one hundred three to one hundred on a Boyan Bogdanovich last second three point shot to seal it. Coach, that that last minute, that last ninety seconds, as you said, was a, was a little bit rough for the Jazz as they had an eight point lead with a little over a minute to go. But man, it set up some late game dramatics. What a what a game we saw tonight. The attention to detail, the last play of the game, how the Jazz executed perfectly. All five players did their assignment. And often in the end of a game, your assignment is to misdirection where you occupy the defense. And it was a curl action. And then Boyan Bondanovich didn't accept the switching defense. He he slipped it into the corner, and Joe passed the, the ball perfectly on time, on target, to his shooting hand versus passing it to his catch hand, and then he had, he had to turn his body and then shoot it. It would be probably either miss or too late. So the attention to detail was spectacular. The end of the game, troubles by the Jazz, it was caused by the Bucks playing with urgency. That's the first thing. Give the Bucks credit. This is a playoff game. If someone said to me, how how this game was categorized would be, uh, this would be like a conference semifinals, Jake, third or fourth, fifth playoff game, where both teams were heavyweights, but both teams refused to what? Die. Well, I'll tell you what, Milwaukee is, is a great team. This is a great win for the Utah Jazz, and, and they were up 20 at the half. Credit Milwaukee, as you're talking about, battling back. They scored 39 points in the third quarter, including a, a career high for a quarter, by the way, 21 points from Giannis, and the Jazz fend them off. Milwaukee came back and took a lead a couple of times in the fourth quarter, and uh, both teams wanted this one, Coach, in the worst way. These are these are the most fun games in this building when the, the intensity is that high. Shout out to the crowd. I thought the crowd was electric tonight. This was uh, this was just so much fun. Royce O'Neal, speaking of fun, that guy plays so hard defensively and he has he has superior technique. So he has he has talent, he has technique and toughness, which we call the three T's. And that's what makes him such an effective player. He's the perfect guy to guard the other team's uh, perimeter, leading scorer, trying to slow him down. He versatile. He gets 11 rebounds tonight, but it's when he got them. He got them both verticality and both horizontally on the foot race game as far as those uh, three-point sh- three-point misses. Then he makes that killer three in the corner on a driving kick play to try to keep the Jazz ahead right now. If you're the Bucks, you lose at the last second and you shot only from the floor 35.8%. So you feel in your world that this is a winnable game by them. The Jazz did not cooperate. You know, uh, you know, some listeners will probably bring up some games that I'm not thinking about, but this might have been the best game I've seen Royce O'Neal play. 11 points, 11 rebounds, and he was just a monster on the boards. But the the defense that he played tonight, Coach, and, and considering it was Giannis on the other side, Royce deserves all the credit in the world tonight. He was terrific. Plus, he was 3 of 4 from 3. And those are timely threes. A lot of times you want to do is shoot rhythm threes, and that's what he does, is that he gets his feet set. It's a driving kick situation, and he's able to knock them home. That's by repetition and by confidence. And really, Mike Conley and Donovan, to their credit, delivering the ball on time, on target to him. So it's just one fluid catch-and-shoot motion. Bondanovich, what's great about him, besides the last shot he made, is that he's a physical scorer. That guy combines the, the best of both worlds where he's got a velvet shooting touch for three, and then he drops that 
Jake, that Croatian shoulder, I love it. He drops that shoulder to his defensive player and gets body separation for that pull-up jumper, or he goes glass, or he goes, he attacks the uh, rim and gets that twisting running layup. How dare you try to hit me? I love that dunk he had on the early awesome. in the third quarter yep. when um, he put, he put um, Lopez on roller skates and dunked on his noggin. Love it. Bogdanovich, 33 points to lead the way for the Jazz. Mike Conley had 20 tonight. Donovan Mitchell with 19. Royce O'Neal, as we talked about, with 11. Uh, Rudy Gobert tonight with 8 points, but 17 monster rebounds and a block shot from Rudy. With that, uh, we'll say good night to our network stations as the Jazz beat the Bucks tonight, 103-100. to 100. Uh, Our next broadcast uh, will be Monday night when the Jazz are on the road uh, at Golden State. Uh, Coach, that game uh, tips off at, uh, I believe, 8.30. Pre-game will begin right here on the Jazz Radio Network at 7.30. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll get you sound from the locker room, from the podium, as well as continue to break this one down as the Jazz with a big win over the Bucks right here on the Jazz Radio Network. That'll do it. This has been Utah Jazz Basketball on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz Basketball is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller Lexus and Murray. And Lexus of Linden by Zions Bank. For a noteworthy approach to banking, Zions Bank is for you. And by your Utah Toyota dealers. For all the latest jazz interviews, insights, and breaking news, go to 1280thezone.com and utahjazz.com. This is Utah Jazz Basketball on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz Basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Dante drives in and out and bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. What a game tonight. The Jazz beat the Bucks 103-100. It's your Jazz game night post-game show brought to you by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go to where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Let's now throw things on down to the podium where Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. Just besides, obviously, the final shot, Bogdanovich kind of carried you guys through the game offensively, I guess, with his, his steadiness. What, what did you see from him tonight? Well, and he's, he's a heck of a player. And, you know, obviously, um, you know, can score the ball a lot of different ways. I think more than anything is his toughness, you know, tonight um, was what differentiated him, um, particularly in the second half where he just he was determined and that carried over into, you know, the last possession as well. Um, it seems like he got Brooke Lopez into foul trouble quickly. He only played a little over 16 minutes. Was that part of the game plan, kind of taking him him out of the game? Well, I, I think, the, you know, the game plan, you know, usually when you play Milwaukee, the game plan is to try to get back and, you know, make it hard for them to get easy baskets in transition. and. Um, we were able to do that during portions of the game. I think 
in the second half, um, regardless of who was in the game, um, we didn't get back like we needed to. Some of that had to do with the fact that we, you know, weren't as tough and strong with the ball as we needed to be offensively. And then, you know, we didn't defensive rebound during a stretch of the game where we needed to. So um, I think those two situations were, you know, more impactful than, than any foul situation on either team. Was that the plan to get Bogdanovich that shot there at the, at the end that you got? Or? Yeah, well, the plan was to get him the shot. And, you know, that's a play that we've worked on, um, that, that situation. Um, but in this instance, Boyan in the huddle when we were drawing it up, um, you know, talked about, you know, if they, if they, he, he wanted to make a certain read depending on who played the play. And, then Mike also added, so the, the the guys in the huddle manipulated the play, and he made the right the right read. And I told him, I mean, in the end, you know, players make plays, and both he and Mike, in that situation, I think, you know, their maturity, uh, you know, and their experience, um, they executed something that wasn't initially what we had wanted to do, but when we left the huddle, they they knew what they wanted to do, and and. Uh, you know, he made he made the right read and he made the shot. And uh, like I said, that's that's a credit to those two guys and really our, our whole team. I don't want to make too much of that, but if it wasn't there, but the fact that them being new and, and making those reads kind of on the fly, that is, was that? No, I, I think, you know, like I said, I, I think you, you no matter how much you work on situations, the game, you know, always presents you. Um, there was a lot of situations that, you know, we didn't execute in, um, but that that one, um, obviously, you know, Boyan's feel for the game, and you know, Mike's experience and, and savvy, you know, those guys, um, they're going to make those types of reads and um, and plays in those situations, and that's what happened tonight. As a coach, are you seeking or open to that input throughout the game? I mean, is that something that's pretty most common? of it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think that was a like I said, that's a familiar situation um, and people are going to guard things different ways and um, you always I, I think you know you, it's like when a player tells you they want the shot you know you, as a coach you know usually that confidence that they have in something you know can can tilt it with within reason if they told me you wanted the shot I wouldn't or, or me wanted the shot or Johnny but in this case you know I think the the whole the whole team knew that you know that boy on wanted the ball and, and that he was um, if not going to make it, going to get something good off, and, and um, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know. No one, if you have players that are, are, you know, not afraid of the moment and can make reads and make decisions and want the ball, that's the best thing in the world. Cool. Yeah. Coach, Coach, what happened in those last fifty-three seconds? That. You know, Sorry. What happened in those last 53 seconds? I thought we were just going to talk about the last one second. Yeah. Yeah, what happened in those last 53? Well, and is it something that you can put your finger on? And Yeah, know? I mean, I think there's, you know, the same way you try to put your finger on everything and you, you can't. Um, it's hard to wait any one play. Um, but there were a number of situations that, you know, giving up rebounds on the free throw, fouling length of the court, you know, going after an offensive rebound or not. There's a number of things that um, we would look at and we still will. You know, I think the challenge is, you know, we should feel really good about this win. Um, you know, that's an excellent team. 
Um, I thought we defended really well um, the majority of the game. You know, there's some things we need to do better. And, you know, we need to learn from that in, in spite of the jubilation that you, you get from winning on a last possession. All right, that was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. The Jazz win tonight 103-100 over the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's get to your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner, Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. And Coach, Jazz shot 40.5% from the field tonight, 41.7% from three. We saw those attempts up. They were 15 of 36 from three. We'll get to more of this coming up here momentarily. Let's go down to Amanda, who's standing by with Boyan Bogdanovich. So uh, we've already welcomed you to Salt Lake City, but I think that crowd out there gave you a, a really nice welcome and a, and a thank you tonight, too. I was just surprised that I had a standing ovation, even if I hit a, even that I hit a game winner. So great, great atmosphere once again was was playoff, playoff crowd. So it's just amazing to have them over there and uh, every single the game. And how, how was it set up in, uh, for you uh, to get It was shot? set up to for for Donovan to hit a to hit LA up or for me to, to get a to get a tree. So they, they top blocked me, they didn't allow me to go off Rudy's screen to, to have a have a shot on a and then I, I slipped to I slipped to baseline and I had a pretty pretty decent decent look. Quinn said you had some thoughts on on the final play in, in the huddle. What, what were you seeing out there that but that's good about this team and about uh, about Quinn. He's he's here. He listened to the players because we there on the court. We are we are executing. So Mike was supposed to supposed to be on that corner, and I and I asked him to to put a mic on another corner so I can I can sleep and, and have a have a board option to go on a on a high quadrant to have a shot on a slot or, or to slip to the corners. So that was the, that was the play. When the shot's leaving your hand. Did you have a feeling it was going? I saw it right away. It's, now it's maybe it's not time to say like that, but I, I already I really really saw the shot that's going in. Can you put a finger on why things are working so well for you here so quickly? For me, I mean this. I'm just I'm just around with a great great group of guys and selfish players. Queen is Queen is great great coach. You know how to. How to how to put uh, put you in a in a system? He ran a lot of a lot of sets for me. That was not the case be, before in maybe in other 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 teams, other clubs. So that's the that's the main reason why I fit well. You scored ten in the first half and twenty three in the second. What was there anything that changed at halftime? Anything any adjustment that you saw you could make? No, nothing. I missed I missed the two trees in a, in the second second quarter. So I kind of back off back off. Mike was Mike was in a, in a great rhythm. He had like 20, 20 points in a, in the first half, and then the second half I just tried tried to get my my rhythm back. I, I had a I had a lot of lot of free throws that helped me to stay to stay hard and stay in the game. This crowd. You, I, you know about it coming in. You've played games here before. How what is it like being? I guess someone you're rooting for. I mean, I knew that there is crowd is always always behind this. I had a great crowd o- over there in Indianapolis too, but this this one is probably probably the best crowd in, in the league. It's not because I because I play here, but it's just I really I really mean that. All right, Jake and Coach, that's Boyan Bogdanovich. Back to you. Thank you very much, Amanda. Amanda Smith filling in for Tony Parks tonight down there in the locker room doing a terrific job. Coach Boyan, of course, the story. 9 of 19, 33 points. He was 10 of 10 from the line. How about that? Five boards and, of course, the game-winning three-point shot. And You heard him break it down there. 
And that game-winning shot was collaborative. It's, it's not one thing. It's all five guys executing with exactness. And so what happened was that the first cutter curled over, uh, over the top of it, and Blaine was the second cutter, and the defense was playing top side, which we call top lock. He slipped fade to the corner. So a lot of times in games, Jake, it sounds so, I'm simplifying this, is that often guys cut to be guarded instead of cut to be free. They cut right into the switch defense. So what he, what Boyan did was that he felt the switch. He saw the Lopez going to switch on him. He didn't cooperate. He slips to the corner. Joe, Joe Engels makes a perfect on-time on-target pass to his shoulder where he can catch and fire. And this, this is what I call these are all invisible plays. The final shot went in, but it's the four other guys as floor mates. They played as floor mates. Executed with exactness. Perfect. So he uh, he was asked right there, Coach, why he thinks he's been such a good fit right away for this team. And you heard his answer. What do you think about that? Why has he been such a great fit so far? Well, the one thing is that he's the Jazz need his, uh, his skill set tr- uh, tremendously where he can score. He's a knockdown shooter. There's an element of physicality. You get the uh, sp- uh, spirit about himself defensively. He competes. And a lot of times... Uh, when he passes the ball, he passes also on time on target. So now, now it's his turn to shoot. So Mike Conley's pass happy. Donovan is absolutely a major special talent. That guy plays to win. He's pass happy. Joe Ingles is uh, crafty and, cr- and crazy smart with the ball. Royce O'Neal doesn't know any better. He just hustles, which is a compliment. And Rudy Gobert is a defensive player. He's a willing screener. And so right. his floor mates... Add up to his skill set for Boyan, and he fits in perfectly. And he's here for the next uh, four years. The Jazz gave him a, a four-year contract, guaranteed money, and he's happy, meaning Boyan, and so are the Jazz faithful. And you get the feeling about him, Jake, in playoff games. He's going to be a big-time shooter, and that's, the way, that's why the Jazz got him. Tonight's game was a, a gritty win. The Jazz almost fell apart, but they didn't. And now from a coaching standpoint, it's the best scenario where you can uh, teach the players the errors they made with more of a positive voice because the end result was what? Winning. Impressive. All right. We'll get to more breakdown coming up right around the corner. We'll also get you more locker room sound. The Jazz win a thriller tonight. 103-100 over the Milwaukee Bucks right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz beat the Bucks on a last-second three from Boyan Bogdanovich. Jake Scott, the coach, Gordon Chiesa with you. And, of course, remember the day after every Jazz win, home or away, Little Caesars is giving you free pizza. Order one-round custom multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you'll receive a free large extra-most bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code UTAHJAZZ. Valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations. Mobile orders only. Uh, coach, we'll get back down to the locker room in just one moment, but let's Uh, check out your assist feature proudly sponsored by larry h miller dealerships throughout the utah jazz season larry h miller dealerships donating 50 dollars for each assist to larry h miller charities we are driven by you uh tonight uh coach the jazz with uh 
15 assists on 34 made field goals. Uh, they were led by uh, Donovan Mitchell, who had six assists tonight. Mike Conley with three. Joe Ingles with three uh, coming off the bench as well. But uh, uh, not a great assist night for the Utah Jazz, but a lot of that had to do with the way the Bucks play defense. Very much. The Bucks are a good team defensively. They took away the passing angles. They have a lot of length defenders, so it made it difficult for the Jazz to get a, a lot of uh, easy passes. But Joe Ingles made the pass of the game. So even though Donovan had six assists, and that's very uh, noteworthy, Joe had the pass of the game where he perfectly led Boyan Bondanovich to catch and fire. And you know about making that last shot. You've got to take it to make it. And he did. So the assists tonight for the Jazz were right on uh, – point because they're led by the, the Bucks defense, so the Jazz a little more measured as far as the assist number right now. Donovan was a little up and down tonight, Coach. Didn't shoot the ball particularly well. 8 of 22. He was 2 of 4 from 3. He had 19 points. Uh, we mentioned the 6 assists, 5 boards. However, he had 8 turnovers, and the Jazz is a team with 20 total turnovers, and it nearly cost him in that last minute. The physicality of Eric Bledsoe. So Bledsoe and Chris Middleton, to their credit, is that they bodied up as far as the, the Jazz penetrators and got them off stride. And Donovan was caught in no man's land where he sort of got into a lane runner in the lane, sort of off balance, sometimes lunging. And uh, he uh, made some uh, mental errors with the ball that led into physical errors. And they were able to, uh, to uh, go from stealing the ball and getting in transition. The Jazz also threw tonight way too many jump passes. Right. With, with, the length, with the length of the Bucks players, they're able to, um, what we call play, in and out of the passing lane, where I'm in the passing lane, now I'm out of the passing lane, where I go in and I expand out, and that's when they play, they're able to get some steals. All right, let's go back down to the Jazz locker room where Amanda Smith is standing by with Donovan Mitchell. Keep it a win, but it was a little closer than it had to be, right? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, obviously the thing that stands out is rebound. Um, but, you know, there's just times where you just got to will yourself to a win, and that's what we did. Um, and I'm just proud of the way we fought. We executed down the stretch, and um, played on the game winner. What so, does it mean to have a guy like Bogey who you can rely on when it matters most? Man, um, it's, it's, it's great to have Bogey. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Especially, you know, from just the overall standpoint, just from for me personally, kind of trying to get myself in the game, but then having a guy who just goes, you know, himself, him, Mike, you know, Rudy getting down there, Joe, just being able to get off the ball. You know, he's made my life 10 times easier. He's made everybody's life 10 times easier. And, you know, he's a great player and, you know, he's going to continue to have games like this. What do you think about the play? When they had the inbounds play, they got to travel. You had a chance then. What, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts when you got a, a second and a half almost uh, score? Um... Oh, the last play the of the game, right. Or when After you lost the ball, uh, about three seconds left, um, oh, eight seconds left, they go back and they make a mistake. You guys yeah. get a chance to come. And we just capitalized. I think that's all it is. You know, I think it was – you contested in the corner, right? I, I didn't see it. Yeah. I wasn't watching. Um, um, but, yeah, he contested <laughs> He contested in the corner. You know, it's, it's tough to shoot over the, over him in the corner. But, you know, we capitalized. We made we played great defense and then made a, a great play at the end. What was the conversation <clears> like in the huddle when Quinn's drawn up that last play? It sounded like there was some back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Honestly, I think Bojan just came out and was like, "Look, this is this is what I, this is what he saw." You know, I think they wanted to take away the rim, whether it was my lob or for him. And he made a he made a play. They top locked him and he popped to the corner. Um, that's what that's what having vets, you know, on your team. That's where it, where it helps. You know, they kind of see things and they make the right plays. Does it ever get old seeing it go in like that? Never. Yeah, I was like a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> it was as it was happy as hell, but um, it was it's a great win. You know, obviously we wanted it to be a little bit you know, better, but you know we'll, we'll take it. Everybody knows what it's like to be the new guy. So you've got you know a guy like Mike Connolly who was five of nine from downtown. He's got his shot back, mm-hmm. and then Bogey a flair for the dramatic. Mm-hmm. They've just won the fans over instantly. Yeah, it's got to feel great for sure. I think obviously you know it's it's different trying to come into a new situation, but they've they've stayed with it. You know, obviously Mike has struggled the other, but now he's finding finding his rhythm, and Bojan's been great. And and like I said, they're going to continue to keep having games like this. And, you know, um, the scary part is I don't think there's been a game where all all of us as a team have, have really clicked offensively. We've had defensive games, but we haven't done that yet offensively. And it'll come. And um, I'm excited for that. Speaking of the defense, cool. you guys were so good at that in the first half and, mm-hmm. and really kind of stretches in that fourth quarter. What, you know, what was the game coming in and how did you guys uh, um, I think just for us, just making it hard on Giannis. You know, it, it helps when you have him kind of, you know, trying to follow around and find him and, you know, making them uh, just taking tens of threes and keeping guys in front you know we got away from that in the third quarter I think they had 39 point quarter mm-hmm. but you know that's what really hurt us but you know like I said we're going to find ways to win games and we did thanks for doing this really appreciate it yeah guys that was Donovan oh, Mitchell back to you thank you very much Amanda great work down there in the locker room we'll get back down to her coming up momentarily but what do you think about that last point Donovan was talking about coach coach Gordon Chiesa with us of course Jazz beats Bucks 103 to 100 how important is it for for a team like the Jazz learning to play together uh, learn to overcome a little adversity that big third quarter that explosion from Giannis and they were still able to hold on and and make that shot when it counted it heightens team growth is that where you're winning and that suddenly you're losing and you're almost ready to cave in, but you don't. Is that every player on the floor at that split second was met at themselves internally and they were able to externally perform the last play. And that's when we talk to the players all the time. You've got to play forward, not backwards. And they did. Remember now, the Bucks didn't cooperate. With the Bucks, they were aggressive. Bledsoe and those guys and, uh, and Middleton, they were, they, were, they were making plays, hustle plays, diving for the ball, and they were able to get back in the game. And so the Jazz counterpunched that where they caught themselves with perfect execution. So you, you, always, sell, you always seek perfection, but you celebrate team growth. And I was Team Growth tonight. The, the Jazz are a veteran team, but they're new. They're newness right now of playing together. It's only going to help them as far as everybody on the on the same uh, uh, page, execution wise, defensively, and really being a cheerleader for each other. A lot of times, when a guy uh, when something goes wrong, lesser teams point fingers on the Jazz. They hug each other. All right, Coach, uh, let's take a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do live. Tonight, the Jazz actually outscored in the paint, Coach, 46-32. to 32. Now, the Bucks score a lot in the paint, of course, with, uh, with Giannis Antetokounmpo, but uh, 32 still uh, a little lower than we're used to seeing with the Jazz. Yeah, and the reason why is that because the Jazz, when they did penetrate, they got bumped off bounds and made some physical and mental errors. The flip side for the Bucks, besides Giannis, also Bledsoe. Bledsoe got a great drive game, and so does uh, Chris Middleton. Let's not forget, Middleton's an all-star. 
So the Jazz, the Jazz played tonight and uh, beat a real. The Bucks think they could be uh, uh, champions in the minimum Eastern Conference. That's what they think. The Jazz, Jazz were able to uh, knock them out on the final punch. It was this like a heavyweight fight tonight. So the points in the points in the paint differential by the Bucks because the Bucks have a little more length. The Jazz now, as they go forward, which are going to try to make more balanced plays in the lane. And uh, Locke mentioned it uh, a number of times throughout the broadcast. Milwaukee is the best team in the NBA defending the rim. So I'm I'm imagining that had a little something to do with the lower points in the paint as well. Yeah, and also charge-taking. Right. They're also a good charge-taking team. So you have to be athletic and be measured as far as your, in your shot delivery. And that's Donovan. You know, Donovan, you love the way he attacks. Donovan uh, is, a, is a paint resident, the way he plays. That guy's always in the lane doing something. Now he's developing, now making the correct reads. Once he goes elevation up in in the air, you, you've got to be able to um, just uh, we, we, we uh, see the rim and see the play with clear eyes, clear eyes, and it's a it's an innate skill. And also, as the years go on, the game slows down for you. Most young players play offense too fast and defense too slow. <laughs> All right, let's get back down into the locker room where Amanda Smith is standing by with Mike Conley. Amanda, uh, at the end of practice and. Uh, they kind of we had time to let it sink in and think about it and bogey's like hey man you know don't go to that corner you go to the opposite corner i was like no i won't go to the corner but i'll go to i'll go to half court to give you some more space and you'll get you know you don't get a lob you might get a, a read into the corner uh and coach was just sitting there looking at us and he's like yeah you know sure do that you know and uh, and it all worked out was there a comfort i mean because obviously you and bogey have only been here as long as you've been here but was there a comfort level that you guys could speak up and say, no, here's what I think, here's what I think kind of a deal? Yeah, I think it, it, there, there's always been that dialogue, but, you know, it's, it's winning time. You know, guys are competing and, and wanting to win, so we're not going to hold anything back. And Bogey, you know, making the comment, you know, it, it showed that he, he's trying to win. I'm trying to win. Don, everybody, we're all into the huddle and uh, trying to get that last play and execute. What does it mean to have a guy like Bogey with the confidence and poise when you need it most? Uh, it means a lot, you know. It means a lot, you know, because I think that he's still showing the world what he can do. You know, a lot of people don't know that he's that good, and he really is. And um, But to have multiple guys that can do that in, in the clutch moments is, uh, is, is good to have. You mentioned the Im- improvisation in, in the huddle on that final play. What do you see an example-wise offensively with how you guys are chilling and growing? Uh, well, we basically ran, like, one playoff first half, and we just made reads off of it. Um, you know, Im- improvise while we did it and change things, backdoor cut, you know, just made reads. And that stuff is, is growth. You know, before we were turning it over and uh, out of sync and it got, you know, stagnant and stuff like that. And I thought we did a better job of just trusting each other and, and running our offense. You guys were terrific defensively in the first half uh, and actually stretches of the court too. But what was it that allowed you guys to do that so well coming into the thing? Um, I think, you know, just communication. You know, first off, we followed the, the game plan to a team, the first half especially, just really making it tough for, for Giannis to get in the paint, um, closing out to shooters and boxing out and getting rebounds and running. Uh, we executed all those things well. Um, in the third quarter, you knew you know, they were a good team and they were going to come out firing, and, um, and they did what they do. You know, it's tough to hold a team like that down, but um, we did our best, and I think the fourth quarter we made stops when we needed them and, and made plays on the offensive end when we needed them. What about it? Felt you had it rolling there in the in the first mm-hmm. half, especially what what was going on there. Just same as yeah, <laughs> as yeah, yeah. It's just um, just getting rhythm, you know, just getting timing and rhythm, and 
Um, sometimes it's, it's Bogey's first half. Sometimes it's Don. You know, just you know, I had the hot hand, so uh, we were going at me for a little bit there, and um, you know, just just got it going. All right, that was Mike Conley. Back to you guys. Thank you very much, Amanda. 19 points tonight for Conley coach on 8 of 22 shooting to go. Uh, no, excuse me, 20 points. I apologize. Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell with 19. Conley with 7 of 15 tonight, coach. Three assists to go along with three rebounds. And, you know, I don't think we, I don't know if we've seen full blown Mike Conley quite yet, but it has certainly gotten a lot better over the past couple of games. He's a steady performer the last few games. He's getting through his shot. What he did tonight, Jake, was that. He had the classic setup dribble on the pick and roll where we, he was with the ball, an element of dance dribble to set up the defensive player. And then the player got caught up between uh, indecision going over or under. And then he was able to get his footwork down and shoot that rainbow arc line of the screen shooting where he shot right over the top of his his own player, meaning the screener, because his, his, his player got, was, uh, got caught up in between, and Michael Conley was able to get his footwork down and make those jump shots. Then add to that, it was Bledsoe guarding him. There was confusion. And then also what Michael did was that he penetrated, hit some lane floaters. A lot of his confidence, a lot of his footwork, most times with uh, shooting, your shot is made by your footwork. And that's Bondanovich's last shot, the classic one. But when Michael Kelly makes open jumpers and so does Royce O'Neal, don't, don't look at his delivery, look at his feet. Hmm. Well, and the more of those shots he makes, the more it's going to open things up for Rudy because all of a sudden you're going to have to start going over those uh, over those screens. And that gives Rudy what, a free run to the right. rim as far as a roll and also Tony Bradley. Speaking of Tony Bradley, Jake, the guy turns 22 on January 8th. So he's a young guy. And so the learning point about, about Tony Bradley, he came in the game in, in the first half and he contributed. He did a good job. That guy was battling, getting offensive rebounds. He was trying to uh, uh, neutralize both Lopez uh, uh, brothers. And he did. He did a good job. And that, that allowed Rudy to, to stay out of foul trouble most of the night. And, that, and so now they're playing a lopstep. First you go Rudy, who's defensive player of the year. Then you go Tony Bradley, a young guy that uh, contributes, willing screener, short corner spacing, and just generally speaking, he's able to uh, stay in vision for pass-offs and uh, stickbacks. Four offensive rebounds, eight total rebounds in only 11 minutes. I mean, that, that's a that's a high-effort performance right there. What do you sign off of that? It's the tremendous. Yep. And again, these are all, these are, it's not one thing why Jazz won tonight. It's cumulative. And as the Jazz go forward, is that you've got to be more, keep being consistent and keep enlarging those numbers. And it all starts by concentration, effort. You make a mistake, play forward. You're a young guy like Tony Bradley. You make a mistake. Stuff happens. So you're running down the floor, and then suddenly Mike Conley-Watt encourages them. You know, by, by, by body language, by a special word, as far as uh, play, play forward on it, it's, for young guys, it's uplifting. All right, coming up right around the corner, we'll get you more sound from the locker room. We'll continue to break this one down as well. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. 103 to 100 is your final. It was a thriller, and you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
103 to 100 is your final. The Jazz pull out a thriller over the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you at your Jazz game night post game show. Let's take a look at your Master of the Glass for tonight, Coach. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Back for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with all proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood house. And uh, the Jazz had a couple of guys that were just monsters on the board tonight. Coach, Rudy is your master of the glass with 17 rebounds, three of which were offensive. But how about Royce O'Neal? First double-double of his career. 11 boards tonight, Coach, to go along with his uh, 11 points. And we mentioned it in the last segment. Tony Bradley was great coming in off the bench with uh, eight rebounds as well. The Jazz uh, out-rebounding Milwaukee uh, slighter than we thought uh, it was going to be at half, but uh, still 56 to 54 gave up a bunch of offensive rebounds in the in the fourth quarter, but uh, for the most part, pretty solid tonight. Very much. And those rebounds by Rudy, they were in traffic. And you have Giannis hanging on his body and Lopez trying to carve out space. And Rudy's able to hold, hold his ground by, uh, by quick jumping and, and keeping his hands above his head and get those rebounds uh, high off the rim. The Royce O'Neal, He's a position rebounder. He box out, and then the best of both worlds, there's an element, of, he, he goes verticality as far as uh, some serious hops getting the ball, but then he horizontally, he wins the foot race game. So a lot of those missed three shots by the, by the Bucks. he is chasing that ball down and start igniting the fast break. Tony Bradley, again, in traffic, people hanging around him. He's carving out space, which we call hip-to-hip rebounder, and he's he did a nice job as far as... Um, showing his body as far as physicality and rebounding with people hanging on him. So, again, everybody contributed. Tonight, the Jazz had uh, nine players that played in the game. Eight guys got at least at least one rebound in the game tonight. So everybody was battling, fighting Jake, clawing for the ball because the ball is, is uh, the Jazz players thing. The ball is ours. It's our right to it. They got it. All right, let's go back down to the locker room. Amanda Smith is standing by with Rudy Gobert. Amanda? They were in that place. So I, kinda, I was, for me, there was two options. Either, either Kai was going to come off Brook, either Kai was going to scream me and they're going to pass to Brook, or either Middleton was going to come off to the corner, to the corner. I saw him go, and I saw that Royce was hit by the screen, so I had to go. Uh, and then the last play, obviously, you know, you, how did that get drawn up in, in the huddle? And, and obviously, what, what did I you mean, we drew, we drew a different play, but Boyan did a, a great read. You know, Milton kind of like was top blocking him, so he just went to the corner and great pass by Joe and great shot. What was the play supposed to be? Uh, it was a different play. I mean, I was supposed to get him open, but he just went the other way. Which was great. Worked out pretty well. You and Giannis are two of the elite dunkers in the NBA. I believe you guys were one two last year. He tried to get you a couple times today, and you got a really good block on him. Speak to the emotion that you felt after you got that block. I mean, just try to stay focused on the game. You know, I knew he was going to try to attack me, so I had to be ready. And uh, you know, I, I, I did a great job on that on that play. What kind of an adjustment is it for you guarding Giannis for some of the game, but then you're guarding a traditional big for a lot of the game, having to go back and forth within a game? I think that's really the thing that I've got better at over the years, you know, is being able to, to be comfortable in any situation defensively. I can even guard the wing if I have to, you know, but uh, just being able to understand uh, the momentum of the game, the personal, and 
you know, understand what they what they're trying to do. You know, I know that when they play Yanis at the five, they try to go at me, and uh, I know that when they put Brook at the five, they try to face face me. So I have to keep playing games and uh, and, and try to be the smartest smartest at the end. What made you guys so effective in the first half defensively? Uh, I would say activity. You know, we were very active, very disciplined, and we didn't give up almost any offensive rebound. And in the third quarter, we did the opposite. Guarding, when Royce is guarding Giannis and you're guarding somebody else, when do you decide to help and when do you decide to stay on your uh, I just go with the feel, you know. Um, I mean, I try to... When, when, it's all about feeling what they're trying to do, you know. Um, if, he, if Royce isn't, isn't beat by Yanis, I usually won't come. But it's all about feeling the game and feeling what they're trying to do. What does Royce mean to you guys defensively, especially at this I It means a lot. I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, we, especially against Philly and, and against this guy, you know, we knew that those are two teams that, you know, that are contenders, you know, and uh, they're very they're big teams. They play big, they're, they're long, they're athletic, so we knew that uh, the rebound was going to be the key both those games, and uh, we sat at third party, we did a pretty good job. When uh, Mike said you guys kind of ran mostly one play in that first half, on different variations on it. When you guys are kind of being creative like that with kind of one set, is that fun? I mean, now that you're only nine games in and you guys... I mean, I, th- I think it's great when we're able to move the ball, you know, and, and get everyone involved. Um, I think we did a great job doing that today. You know, uh, I think, you know, having... Like, we have so many options this year that maybe we didn't have before. I mean, in a different way, you know. But Mike can handle, Donovan can handle, Joe can handle, Boyan can come off, he can stay in the corner. I mean, we got so many options. I can set, I can stay flat. So it's like we, when we, we're about to mix it up and, and, and move it, it's, you know, it's very hard to go. Jake and Coach, that's Rudy Gobert. Back to you. Thank you so much, Amanda. Rudy, tonight eight points to go along with the 17 boards that we were talking about. He had one monster block shot on Giannis that was something for a poster, no doubt. One thing, though, Coach, he missed a couple of free throws down the stretch that could have really iced it for the Jazz during kind of that last-minute collapse, and he did have a couple of turnovers. So uh, a couple of things for Rudy to tighten up on, but I thought overall he was terrific tonight. He battled hard in the lane. He's trying to guard Giannis. He's trying to body up on, on Brooke Lopez. He, he, he was there. He played big in the lane, and that's what his job is right now. Concerning the uh, foul shooting, you, you get the exp- – really, Rudy has um, – he struggled tonight at the end of the game, but his foul shooting has gotten better each season. So entering the game right now, Jake, he was 66.7. And a, really, a good goal for Rudy would be to get this year – 72% from the foul line. Oh, that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. Let, and, and I one time I coached a guy that he's in, he's in a Hall of Fame now. His name was Carl Malone. His first year from the foul line, he was 49%. Then he finished his career at 76%. Pretty amazing. It's amazing. And a lot of it's what? Rhythm, hard work, repetition, iron coordination. And it's interesting that Rudy actually has a, has a good touch in as far as on his foul shot. It's just more of a repetition and trying to uh, improve his, um, his release point and just uh, shoot the ball up to come down. I think it's, it's an example of, of um, uh, what a hard worker and, and self-motivated guy Rudy Gobert is. Same, same thing with Carl Malone, same in, the, in the same exact category. Rudy knew if he didn't get better at foul shots, he couldn't play at the end of games. 
that uh, that they couldn't afford to have him out there. And, uh, you know, I guess we don't see the old hack-a-shack as much as we used to. But that was a real thing for Rudy at the big, uh, beginning of his career. And every offseason coach, you're right, he's come back better and better and better. And I'll tell you what, if he could get to 72%, I mean, we should all throw a party. Because, I mean, that would be such tremendous improvement. And that goes from, you know, being an okay foul shooter to really being a weapon at the line. I mean, that would be a, a huge, huge deal. Very much. Also, Jake, one thing, first thing, I love partying. That's the first thing. And, <laughs> and the second thing, I love when guys get, they're, they're in the lane and people, how dare you take my head off in the lane and now I get to the foul line. And that's the moment of truth. You foul me physically. Okay, all right, so far, so good. I get to the line, and I stick both of them. Mm -hmm. And that's when you know you really have the, besides having the form, you have the mental toughness. A lot of it is when you get fouled and you're wobbly. Your, Your body's wobbly, but your mind is what? Strong. And that's the best kind. Now, speaking of foul, just for the listeners right now, driving home after the Jazz filling victory, you know, in the G League, where it started tonight, there's a new rule that the G League slash NBA is experimenting with. And it involves Rudy Gobert and involves, uh, it involves all the NBA players. If I get fouled on a three-point shot or a two-point shot, I only get one three-throw. If I make the three throw, I get credit for either a two points. It was a two a two shot foul. Mm-hmm. I get credit for I make the I make only I make the first one. That's all I take. I get three, with the exception being the last two minutes of a game. You go back traditionally into overtime. Hmm. And with that said, Jake, the game will be speed. They 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 think the game will be faster by five to seven minutes. Wow, it'll be interesting to see how the, if that takes hold. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Let's take a look at your three-point takeover, Coach, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight from three, we saw those attempts get up, uh, uh, Coach, as uh, Quinn Snyder talked about after the Clipper game on Wednesday. The Jazz took more threes tonight. They were 15 of 36 for a scorching hot 41.7% from three. Bogdanovich was 5 of 10, of course, including that uh, last second one uh, game winner. Royce O'Neal, 3 of 4 tonight. Mike Conn five of nine tonight. Donovan Mitchell, two of four. The bench struggling from three. The, the bench struggled in general tonight, maybe outside of Tony Bradley, uh, but uh, the scorching numbers from the starting lineup. And it all starts with, with ball movement. So the Jazz are moving the ball and they're able to get their feet set. When your feet are set, the chances of, of the ball going in is dramatically higher. And that's what the Jazz knocked down over 40%. That's what it was. The Jazz players, the feet were set. The, the passes were on time, on target. And they're able to, to make, the, make the threes. The best threes, Jake, are rainbow threes. That's when we always talk about when, Jake, I took the shot on Monday and the ball got there on Tuesday. Meaning what? High arc to the basket. And that's Bondanovich. Is that, that the last shot he made, it was a splash jumper where that ball was perfectly arced to the rim, and he, t- he talked about it. The second the ball left his hands, he felt it was going to go in. Then that's the shooter's mentality, and that's why he's a knockdown shooter, and, that, and that's the reason why the Jazz have him on the team, besides he's, besides he's rugged and he competes defensively. Pitch-a-perfect jump shot by, by Boyan and all the Jazz players tonight. Terrific three-point shooting. 
Well, he certainly took that last one with a lot of confidence, that's for sure, and uh, finishes the night with 33 points. All right, coming up right around the corner, we'll put a bow on this one, and Coach will look forward to Monday night's showdown with the Golden State Warriors, a Warriors team that looks a little different this year uh, than last year, and in fact, some news coming out today about Steph Curry. So we'll get to all of that coming up right around the corner as the Jazz beat the Bucks in a thriller tonight, 103-100, to right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Far side at the timeline. How about both Lopez and the Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez in. Brooke Lopez will guard the inbounder. Bogdanovich is being guarded by Middleton. Conley's on the near side. He runs toward the ball. And Bogdanovich pops to the corner. He's open for three. Got it! Boyan Bogdanovich! Jazz win! 33 points for Boyan. And he is being mobbed. That's his fifth three of the night. Couldn't have come in a better time. There you go. Your call of the night from David Locke. Terrific work as usual from David. 103 to 100 is your final Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you as uh, this has been a fun post game coach talking about uh, this game. Uh, great win tonight for the Jazz. Milwaukee is going to be, I think they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. I think they'd certainly be one of the best teams in the West. And this is, uh, along with that Philly win, by the way, is one of those, uh, are a couple of wins that you're going to look back on at the end of the year and say that one was, the, those were big for the Jazz. Yeah, big wins, confidence boosters. It's how you played. You could have caved in, you didn't. You made big plays, you made the big play at the end. You won. You can correct mistakes as far as in a more positive tone and you realize that there's an urgency in Jazz basketball in a good way. And that was, it was a terrific team win the last two times Philadelphia and also tonight against the Bucks and Jake. So you're saying you think that the Bucks are better than the Celts and you think the Bucks are better than the 76ers. You th- do you think the Bucks are better than the Raptors? I do. All those, uh, no, you know, Coach, uh, it's just an opinion. I'll listen to arguments on all sides. You know? I love it. We can all disagree, but yeah, Milwaukee's, Milwaukee, I think, is the best team in the East. And the reason why, because of Giannis. Giannis is the best player, if not in the NBA besides Kawhi, is that he's definitely the best player in the East. The Celts, if you, I know a lot of Boston people live in Salt Lake City via Boston right now. The Celts have won six in a row. So they got it rolling. Lakers have won six in a row, and they are uh, they're winning right now at home against Miami. It could be seven, and the and the Jazz just stopped the Bucks four game losing four game winning streak. So good for the Jazz. They beat a beat a terrific team in the Bucks, and I'm kidding in a good way. That the Bucks really are an elite team, and so are the Celts, so are the Jazz, so are the Lakers, so are the Nuggets, so are the Clippers, the Rockets. Let me stop right now. They're all bunched up, and it's going to be a great, great Western Conference race. Just a couple of stats if uh, you're just tuning in, uh, didn't get a chance to to follow us too closely tonight. Giannis with 30 points, 13 rebounds, and considering he only had three points at uh, halftime, Coach, that's that's quite the second half. Chris Middleton was great too, 26 points and 11 boards. Eric Eric Bledsoe with, uh, with 22 points. But outside of that, uh, not a whole lot of production from the rest of the Milwaukee Bucks, and they finished the night shooting 35.8% from the field and 27.8% 
one from three. Uh, Jazz led by Bogdanovich and his 33 points. Mike Conley added 20. Donovan Mitchell with 19. Royce O'Neal with 11 to go along with his 11 rebounds. Rudy Gobert with eight points tonight, 17 boards, and a big block shot on Giannis. Uh, we'll talk about Golden State here in a moment, Coach, but let's talk about a couple of things that are going on in the NBA. Uh, we were just chatting about it off the air. The Warriors lose tonight to the Timberwolves, 125-119. to But D'Angelo Russell had 52 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists in the loss. Andrew Wiggins with 40 points tonight and 7 assists. As the Timberwolves at 5-3, and three, they're they're a pretty good team, coach. Yes, they are. They have a new they have a new coach now. As far as his, uh, the first year, as far as full time, is uh, Ryan Sanders. Flip's son is a younger son. He coached the last few games last year when uh, Tom Thibodeau was uh, was removed, and he's a good coach. The players respect him, and the the T Wolves they do have talent. They're, they're a talented uh, uh, team right now. They start Jeff Teague, Andrew Wiggins, Robert Covington, who's played very well for them. Um, Call Anthony Towns, and they're getting mileage also out of uh, Josh uh, Okobiji. And so they've done a good job as far as uh, playing. Jordan Bell also has contributed for them, and they, they have talent. And that's why they're going to be a tough get for the Jazz. The Jazz play them next Monday night, November 18th here uh, in Salt Lake City. Then they play them again November 20th. So they play the T-Wolves back-to-back 18th and 20th of this month. Hmm. Uh, the Nuggets uh, were winners over the Philadelphia 76ers, 100-97. to Just kind of co- going over a couple of these highlight games. The Kings with a nice road victory over the Hawks, 121-109. to The Lakers beat the Heat, 95-80. to But how about this? The Blazers lose 119-115 to to the Nets in Portland despite 60 points from Damian Lillard. 60 points, four boards, and five assists for the Weber State product. Tremendous. Great three-point shooter. He has the He's tied with Stephen Curry as far as the most range in the NBA. His three-point shot's roughly about between 32 feet out. He can make it on the, either stationary or off the bounce, and that's also um, Stephen Curry when he's healthy. So, he get, so it's a big night for them. Portland and Fennis to them, they're beat up already. They're big guys. Zach Collins was the young guy for Gonzaga that really was uh, playing well for them as a young guy. He has dislocated left shoulder surgery. They get him back around March 15th, so he's out. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, the town bully, who we all love, he has a compound fracture from both tibia and fibia. He's, he'll be back in um, after All-Star break. And then Pau Gasol, age 39, He's, a, he's an insurance policy, hasn't played right now also. So the three big guys, they're not there. They're getting some mileage at a, a Hassan Whiteside, but they need more. They have court tilt, where their backcourt is so good scoring the ball, but they need other options offensively besides the defensive presence. All right, Coach, uh, let's look forward a little bit to Monday night, 8.30 game, uh, taking on the Golden State Warriors in the Bay Area. Pre-game will be begin at 7.30, but this is uh, certainly a significantly different Warriors team than we're used to seeing over the past few years. Four-time champion, the Warriors, they won in 1975, they won in 2015, 2017, and 2018. Oh, by the way, it's the first time the Jazz will play in a new arena in the Chase Center, which is located in the neighborhood of Mission Bay. So it's the, just the first time Jazz will see that. Let's hope that the Jazz see friendly rims. A lot of time, it's a newness of a building. Every building's different. I know it sounds crazy. The court's always the same, but the building is different. The more comfortability as far as playing there. Now, with that said, 
their beat up, the Warriors. Stephen Curry's out, if not the whole season, definitely out until March. We know we know uh, Clay Thompson's out for the whole year. Draymond Green hasn't played in the last uh, five games. He's got a torn ligament of his left index finger, which is his, uh, his non-shooting hand. Kavon Looney, all, uh, the fifth starter off the bench, he's out with a nervous condition with his with his left hamstring. They, they can't figure out uh, what uh, what's the condition as far as nerve damage in his left hamstring. He hasn't played right now. Let's not forget also, former jazz man, Alec Burks. He's playing well. That's right. Off the bench, he's averaging 12.4 points per game in 24 minutes. Get out of my way. Give me the ball. I can score. So there's Jazz people all over uh, in the NBA, and we, we like the Jazz players right now on the team. It's a dangerous game for the Jazz, where tonight everybody is is uh, right now celebrating, including Jake, you and I, after the game, because they're a wonderful win, and on Monday night, the Jazz go to the Bay Area. You've got to be focused. I'm sure the coaching staff is already, we'll be talking about it in tomorrow's team practice. Be focused, respect the opponent, and most of all, play uh Hustle defense and pounding defense as far as getting back in recovery. And by all means right now, you got to guard D'Angelo Russell. Uh, you were uh, referring to uh, Steph Curry, whether or not he'll be back. There was kind of uh, some uh, conflicting reports on that today. Coach Rick Buecher of Bleacher Report uh, reported, uh, citing a team source, that Curry's fracture was worse than originally thought and that he was unlikely to return this season. The Warriors, however, quickly denied that claim, uh, calling the co- uh, report, according to a source, quote, complete hogwash, unquote. So who knows? I, I would guess that uh, things will kind of um, not go so well for the Warriors and they'll, let, let's just say, approach the situation with more caution. So oh, I'm, very I'm much. not sure if we will see those guys. This and year. the reason why the Warriors, to their credit, from a business standpoint, they're denying it because they want they want the people to still come to the game, especially later on when they're out of the playoffs, and they probably should be. Again, they're, they're a very proud franchise. They've been to the NBA Finals five straight years in a row. One time in Jazz basketball, the Jazz were the NBA Finals twice in a row, and that was unbelievable feat to do. These guys done it five straight years in a row until this season. Injuries are all part of the landscape in the NBA. It's a, it's a battle, just like the NFL, it's a battle of, of attrition as far as who you play. I left out, uh, as far as uh, they're starting right now, DeAndre Russell, Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson, Eric Paschal, Vivone Over, and Willie Cauley-Stein. So that's probably their starting lineup versus the Jazz. If I'm the Jazz right now, I want to knock them out early and uh, and uh, keep playing strong. All right, Coach, uh, let's put a bow on this one. Give us kind of your final thoughts, what you're taking from this absolutely thrilling game uh, against the Bucks. The Jazz refused to lose. The last 90 seconds, a little bit shaky for them. It's all part of it. The, the physicality of the Bucks defense forced some uh, errors as far as the Jazz not being uh, ball strong and some errors of, uh, of a thought process. But the fact of the matter was that the Jazz made a positive play defensively when they, uh, they forced uh, uh, Chris Middleton to uh, go up and down with the ball. And then Joe Ingles, God bless him, through this perfect lead pass to Boyan Bogdanovich for that great splash jump shot because he cut to be free, not to be guarded. Great, incredible team win. The the, the team played as a unit. They deserve to what? To get credit for it.
All right. Uh, we want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone. Terrific work from them as usual. Uh, we want to thank uh, all the broadcast assistants. want to thank uh, Amanda Smith for doing fine work uh, in the locker rooms tonight, filling in for Tony Parks. Thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Coach, thank you. It is always a pleasure. Uh, and tonight was certainly a lot of fun. Thanks, Jake. Stay well. 103 to 100 is your final. Our next broadcast Monday night when the Jazz are in uh, the Bay Area to take on the Golden State Warriors. That game will tip a little after 8.30. Pre-game will begin at 7.30. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.